Hello, and welcome to the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast. I'm Managing Editor Joe Abraham, and here are this week's top stories. National shortages have caused supply chain issues for many businesses throughout the nation. Local businesses have also faced challenges that come with the shortage. Democrat reached out to several local businesses to see what they were going through. Local readeries are faced with difficulties in their day-to-day life, including pizzeria and restaurant Pepino's on Main Street in the hamlet of Calicoon. Pepino's owner Joe Lentini and employee Matt Tobin shared their thoughts on the struggles of operating a pizzeria with today's shortage crisis. The shortages in paper products, such as pizza boxes, plates, and other paper-based necessities, along with many other necessary items being unavailable, may keeping up a challenge, according to Tobin. Lentini called upon the community for local support. He urged small businesses to have each other's backs and assist one another during this difficult time. Manager of Liberty Agway, Debbie Milling, took the time to speak with the Democrat about experiences they're facing with supply chain issues. She said, quote, We spend a good part of our day searching for products. It used to be that you would go do weekly orders, go online and order it, and never think twice about it. Now you have to check to see what is going to be in stock. It is very difficult to satisfy customers' orders or just have stuff for the shelves. According to Milling, all departments within the store are suffering from backorder problems and are being forced to foresee months ahead in order to compensate for future problems. According to Milling, Liberty Agway has attempted to find new vendors, supply new brands, and find new ways to overcome the perpetual lack of supplies, but for some things, there is just no replacement. We are trying to order in advance as much as we can, she said. As the county continues to experience these large-scale supply chain issues, Sullivan County Chamber of Commerce President-slash-CEO Jamie Schmeiser expresses the importance of shopping local and supporting neighbors and offers advice to consumers to help keep local businesses alive and intact. She said, quote, You can buy anything you want online, but you can only get the experience and the uniqueness of shopping at your favorite local business. In other news, cannabis continues to be a major topic across the county. A public hearing was held on December 13th regarding one of the last local laws the Fallsburg Town Board will be discussing in 2021. The town has until December 31st to decide whether to opt out of allowing businesses that sell cannabis and or consumption site businesses such as bakeries and cafes. If the town does nothing, they will automatically opt in to allow such businesses within the borders of Fallsburg. Those who attended the meeting held at the South Fallsburg Senior Center or participated via the Zoom video app expressed concern over having consumption sites and stated that the town should wait and see what happens with other towns in the new year. Fallsburg Supervisor Steve Iglianti asked the board to review the information from the state before voting. Councilperson Joe Levner said he's okay with cannabis use. However, as someone who has worked in education for over 20 years, he said that, quote, marijuana is already a problem and was prepared to vote to opt out. Adding these sites to our town is only going to increase those problems. It's going to get easier for students to get their hands on these drugs, he added. Furthermore, he expressed concern about potential health risks involved in smoking cannabis. Councilman Nathan Steingart applauded New York State for the legalization of cannabis, citing the regulations that go into creating the project when compared to purchasing it on the street from an unnamed source. Steingart also cited the social justice aspect of the new cannabis regulations. According to the Office for Cannabis Managers, who actively promote social and economic equity applicants who have been harmed by the prohibition of cannabis for adult use license, establishing a goal of awarding 50% of license to social and economic equity applicants. Viglianti added alcohol consumption in his eyes is a more dangerous drug that is allowed to be sold, but added that he understands the concerns of those driving under the influence. New York State is already getting the message out with signs along State Route 17 that warn that driving high will get you a DUI. 
Viglianti said the town should not pass on any economic impact cannabis could bring. Town attorney Paula Kay said she would prepare for the legislation for the town board to review before voting on a local law at the next town board meeting on December 27th just days before the deadline. Shifting gear, Sullivan County District Attorney Megan Galligan announced on Friday afternoon that more arrests have been made in connection with investigations into threats made against area schools last week. These arrests were for, quote, making a terrorist threat, which under penal law is a Class D felony. The additional arrests were made by the Sullivan County Sheriff's Office and Village of Liberty Police. One person accused is Lavelle Fingers, age 30, of Liberty, who was arrested by the Village of Liberty Police earlier this week. The felony complaint filed with the Town of Liberty Justice Court alleges that Fingers made threats during the course of a voicemail message to the Liberty Central School District, includes stating that, quote, if this problem continues, there will be missing expletive parents and students. This is expletive son's hands, and these kids will be harmed on your premises. Liberty Justice Kirk Orsick fixed bail in the case in the amount of $75,000 cash, $150,000 secured bond, and $500,000 partially secured bond, and additionally ordered Fingers to stay away from and not to contact the district. Second arrest on Friday was of a minor in connection with a social media threat to the Monticello Central School District. Galligan said, quote, the commitment our law enforcement community has made to investigate these threats is ongoing and is strengthened by our partnership with our county school superintendents. She noted that the engagement of parents and others who monitor social media accounts used by students is key in continuing to keep our students safe at school. The filing of a charge is merely an accusation that a person has violated the law and is not evidence of guilt. All defendants are presumed innocent and entitled to a fair trial, during which it is the state's burden to prove guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. In school news, the Livingston Manor and Roscoe Central School District Board of Education met Tuesday evening to vote on the hiring of a consulting firm to conduct a merger study for the two schools. This is not the first time that the two districts have conducted a merger study, with the most recent study consultation happening in 1994-95. John Evans, the shared superintendent of both districts, received confirmation on December 15th of a grant that was awarded to the districts to undertake the merger study. Two boards met in Roscoe on Tuesday to have an informational meeting with the public about what the study would entail. The consulting firm hired to conduct the study is Costello and Silky Education Consultants, LLC, and the project is being spearheaded by Alan Pohl and Deb Ayers, who gave a presentation at the meeting to highlight a few things to consider about the possible merger between the two districts. After both boards voted to hire the consultants, Pohl and Ayers began their presentation, which discussed the benefits concerns, outcomes, and financial considerations of the potential merger before opening the floor to questions. Check out today's front page for more on what's going on in those two districts. Also in today's newspaper, a local businessman is accused of money laundering, COVID deaths in the county reach 100, and you can find out the two men vying for chair of the county legislature and who their peers are throwing their support behind ahead of the Sullivan County Legislature's reorganization meeting on January 4th. That does it for this episode of the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast. We hope everyone has a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and we can't wait to get back with the top stories starting us off in 2022.